welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. Hi. How are you? Just dandy. How are you? I'm good. I want you to tell me what you've been watching. All right. So The Bear season two okay. dropped. Yeah. Um, And I'm glad that they are not doling them out one episode at a time. They're just like, here you go. Oh, Eli. really? Here you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And because, uh, like, I, I thought it was going to be a one episode a week or Isn't thing. Isn't that how they did last season? I don't remember. I don't either. But I played the first episode, and I was like, I can't believe I have to wait a week. And then it started playing the second episode, <laughs> and I'm like, they know I have no self-control, and they're not going to try and babysit yeah. my self-control issues. Yeah, I love Thank that. Thank you, Hulu. I love that. Thank you. Uh, so, okay, The Bear. If you haven't watched it, and you are willing to put up with a really stressful show about people trying to run a restaurant in Chicago, uh, this is the show for you. Yeah. Uh, it's it's about this guy named Carmi who is a like, five-star chef. What do they call them? Three Gourmet chef. Gourmet chef. He's like the best. He's a very good chef. And uh, his brother dies tragically and leaves him this like hole-in-the-wall restaurant in chicago and so he has to kind of move to chicago and run this restaurant with the staff that's been there forever and it's extremely stressful and if you've ever worked in food service this is like pretty representative of the vibe of being in food service um except like on crack like it's like really really stressful yes <laughs> and season one was it's so brilliantly written it's so brilliantly acted season one was so stressful that I all like one more ounce of stress, and I don't know if I could have even watched it. I was like one episode a night. Any more than that, I was like, I can't. It, I cannot physically handle this. Way too much. Um, if you ever watched Uncut Gems, it's like stressful in that way. Yeah, where it's just like it's a constant high speed grind that feels like the stakes feel extremely high. Which like sometimes you zoom back and you're like worst case scenario this hole in the wall restaurant fails and then yeah. they all go do other things but like it feels like life and death the entire time um so season two dropped i'm four episodes in the vibe of season two is much calmer okay and i'm really grateful for it it's fantastic yeah um but uh, the you know season one was about them kind of figuring out how to do this and season two is about them trying to figure out how to now be successful in what they're doing yeah and um and so the the character development is like it's really good in the show the characters are very fun um the woman who is in who stars in abbott elementary she's in oh this. quinta bronson yes she seems like she's in everything lately oh uh, she's yeah her star is rising well and i can see she's incredible yeah i i adore her i think she's really good um so i'd say check it out on hulu if that sounds interesting to you meg you love this show but you have not started season two yet. i haven't started season two because steven was out of town but he's back now so we'll start tonight um to add to this conversation the new york times did a profile of Ebon moss bachrock who plays richie Mm -hmm. uh, the quote unquote like villain of the show the antagonist oh, he's great the yeah. profile's really interesting uh, it goes into a lot about how they do the food stuff the sister of the director is a chef and mm -hmm. so she was doing a lot of consulting on the food he went and spent a lot of time in bars in South Chicago to learn how to like produce Chicago insults mm -hmm. um, Jeremy Allen White and Oh my goodness, what is her name? Oh, Ao Adibiri. They went to like 
cooking school essentially till they all like were pretty competent to do huh. all of this on camera that's very really cool. good profile in the new york times can't wait to watch it i will check it out uh okay i know we talk a lot about this but i need to talk about this again okay um the other two which i think is the most clever comedy on television right now uh, and like one of the most clever comedies i've ever seen of any sort um it's season three has been a roller coaster for me and we've talked about this mm -hmm. i am i am really loving it yeah um i i've talked about how the main two characters have become really unlikable for me this season they're still funny mm -hmm. but they've become unlikable and so that's been kind of disappointing because i've really enjoyed rooting for them in prior seasons um but what i want to talk about is molly shannon okay are you caught up on this show no, I have not watched the most recent episode. Okay. But you saw the episode last week when Molly Shannon's character goes back to Ohio. Yes, it was so funny. I cannot. It was so funny. But I also cannot stop thinking about this. And this is what I want to talk about with you. So Molly Shannon's character, if you're not familiar with the show, she's this mom from Ohio who had three kids that one of them blew up like Justin Bieber temporarily. And then all of their stars kind of rose with him. And she ended up because she's so likable and so sweet, like landing a talk show in the middle yeah. of the fame. And like then, a Rachel Ray-esque talk show. Yeah, and and then she was so beloved by audiences that like her star just like rose faster than anybody else's in the family. And she essentially became Oprah. Yeah. She now owns a network. She's a billionaire. Um, and it's like, it's it's a very satisfying and interesting arc to watch because she was just like this mom from Ohio who like in a matter of like three years became Oprah and um and but she's still this incredibly loving like sweet empathetic person Molly Shannon's character is it's just it's a beautiful character and it's interesting it's interesting to see like that kind of person becomes a billionaire and then what because like we all have our feelings about billionaires yeah and she feels like this season three is is about her realizing that she in her own words has ruined her life yeah she has no more freedom like her kids are kind of spread out and crazy and doing all the all this stuff that's like concerning to her and she's just like what what was i you know we were happy before so this this episode i want to talk about though she decides She's like, she's unhappy. She's like trapped in her house because her security like won't let her go anywhere because she's Oprah now. And she's like, I need a weekend. I need to get away. I like need to get back to my roots. And so she decides to go back to Ohio to their little town and hang out with her group of friends and just like do all the things that they always loved, like go shopping at like the kitschy clothing store and go get tacos at like the hole in the wall taco place that's not run by anybody who's ever been south of Ohio, you yeah. know, like just all of that kind of stuff. And she's so excited. And they they show her hanging out with these friends. And she's like, she seems like really just kind of like grounded and happy to be with them. And, you know, they they buy these ugly jackets and she's like, this jacket's great. And, you know, they're eating the tacos. And she's like, oh, I've missed this. And they're mm -hmm. all, you know, showing her around their houses and like they're <laughs> like hideous kind of simple um decorating like mm -hmm. one of them buys a stylist that uh she can uh, stencil. a stencil so that she can draw bees all over every wall in her entire mm -hmm. house and she's like i just love bees and i just thought i might i have the stencil yeah. i might as well i saw that house in the 90s yeah and and molly shannon's like oh i'm gonna take a picture of that oh that's so cute good for you like oh you're so creative you know whatever and it's really inter it's really interesting to watch because the whole time i'm like oh good molly shannon's like finally having like a happy episode 
And it gets to the end of the episode and she goes to text her ex-boyfriend who's like in New York. And she she's like she sends him this long text and she's just like, I spent the day doing all of these things and I was so bored <laughs> and their houses are so ugly and I just every moment I was just like when is this going to be over how much longer do we have to do this and um and she like she is completely uninterested in this life and it's it's kind of like it's not even played for laughs like it's almost just like it's like kind of sad and I this is why I cannot stop thinking about it because I'm like what is the commentary here because these women she spent the day with are all like lovely and they're all yeah. who she was at the beginning of the show, but she's like outgrown them in wealth and life and like world exposure. The I didn't think it was sad. I actually, I was like kind of happy for her. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, so you are happier in the life you're living now. You think, we all think that we want to go back to simpler times and the simpler life we once had, but if we did knowing then what we know now, would we actually be happy? Probably not. I don't, I don't know what I, I guess I'm saying. The reason why I think it's sad is because she's not happy in her new life. And so it's like, well, then she, and she can't be happy in that one either. So like what's left for this? Well, woman? what I'm saying is I think that experience will make her happier in her new life. Mm -hmm. um, perspective. Perspective. Interesting. Yeah. There was another really funny moment in that episode where Carrie <laughs> goes to his high school reunion. So good. Um, and you think that they're setting him up for failure and that no one will recognize him. But everyone does recognize him and they're so excited to see him. And he's the most famous guy mm -hmm. at the high school reunion. And it's the best night of his life. And then, and then he gets in his car and you just kind of watch him drive for a minute. And it's like... <laughs> I've experienced this where like you have like something big and huge and exciting happen and then it ends and you're kind of like, what? No, now what? what? Like the Onion had mm -hmm. a headline a million years ago about how Leonardo DiCaprio won the Oscar and mm -hmm. then whispers to himself, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. You know, and I think yeah. that's like a very relatable emotion. And yeah. I think that they showed that really well. That that moment was really poignant for me. It was it was really, really funny because um I just had so Carrie does not want to go to his high school reunion, but then he re he gets good news and like realizes he's going to be successful. So he's like, I have to go to my high school yeah. reunion to win the night. Yeah. And, and there's like three other gays on the road, on the road. racing to get to their they're, high school reunion to show them off. To, and they're all like, they, there's a musical number where they all <laughs> sing that they're like, where the gays are coming home to win the high school reunion. <laughs> I had my 20 year high school reunion last year. And I'm not kidding you that like, the 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 worst part of myself was in this episode because Skylar and I were watching this and I was like, I totally had part at least part of this attitude way toned down from what the show is showing. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I want to go to my twenty year high school reunion because I have something to show for myself, <laughs> yeah. and the gays are gonna win the night. You know, like I yeah. really and and I had obviously I'm not like in in the in in Carrie's world like he's becoming like very famous and he's in movies and whatever. Obviously that's not my situation, but like. I did have a similar experience where, like, I walked in and people were like, hey, you know, like, and yeah. happy to see me. And, like, people, like, read stuff I had written and they're yeah. like, oh, I love your stuff. And I was just like, I am doing well tonight. And then I left and I was like, what does it matter, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. Like, that phrase, like, I guess kind of felt, like, cathartic and, like, fun in the moment. Like, yeah, I really am doing pretty well. And then I got in the car and it was just like, 
None of that matters. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all, all. All of that said, if anybody from my high school is listening to this, I, I enjoyed what ended up mattering was I enjoyed like seeing people yeah. and like connecting with people. But like them like being proud of me because I had some success on some level, like was nothing like it was irrelevant in my like own emotional well-being. Yeah. And I, I think like that's what we're seeing with this character is he he is like all this season trying to get so much validation and then he gets it over and over again. Yeah. And then he's still like, where's my, where's more validation? And it's like, it's not a it's satisfying. Insatiable. It's yeah. Insatiable. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, It's funny that that was the episode that was last week because we're rewatching 30 rock and we just, last night watched the episode where Liz goes to her high school reunion which My is favorite. the best episode it's the best episode of 30 Rock um, but there is there is a line in it that makes me laugh every time Jack Donaghy who is very successful and does get a lot of validation is having like a pretty rough week at work yeah and so he goes to Liz's high school reunion and he just is kind of pretending to have gone to school in Whitehaven Connecticut where Liz is from he's eavesdropping on some people about their lives, having boats and getting together with their buds and how great it is to own a trampoline. And Liz Lemon approaches him and says, Lemon, would you buy my mulch? And it kills me. <laughs> it kills me because every time I have a bad week at work, I'm like, maybe I should just open a bakery. You know, like, I yeah. bet I could do it. I bet I could sell muffins. Steven, would you buy my muffins? You know, yeah. it was like such a perfect line for those moments we all have where we're like, <laughs> I don't want to do this life anymore. I want to go sell mulch. Yeah. It's incredible. It's such a funny episode. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely. So anyway, we've probably talked long enough about the other two, but it's the moment. It's the moment. The what else are you watching? The moment. Uh, just one more thing to plug, because uh, I don't think I've ever talked about it on this podcast, but I um, every morning listen to the CityCast podcast. Oh, yeah. Is it just called CityCast? Kitty's City. CityCast Kitty. City Salt Lake. Salt Lake, yeah. Um, if you are in or near Salt Lake City, this is like an incredible little podcast. Yeah. We, uh, we, Friend of the show, Allie. Allie, yeah. Allie has been on Strangerville and we've both been on actually the CityCast mm -hmm. podcast in prior years. Uh, Allie just, they, they take a topic that's relevant, pertinent to mostly Salt Lake City, but sometimes kind of the state as a whole. And they cover it for like 20 minutes every morning and they interview interesting people. It's well edited. Yeah. And it's like kind of a nice way to like stay in touch with like here are the things that are happening that we should be like aware of in our town. And Allie's very funny and she's really thoughtful. Um, so I would recommend checking it out. Like this morning they had an entire episode about like the freeway expansion and um, people in my neighborhood complaining about like speed bumps being put in and like mm -hmm. why are these things happening and is it a good idea and like it's really really well done so uh if you're not in or near salt lake city this is probably not going to be interesting to you but for our local folks check it out i 1000 percent agree anything else from you no what have you been watching i'm watching season nine of vanderpump rules um uh -huh. i've decided that i'm going to in just the entire catalog like i can't get enough going backwards going backward this is so, this is a really weird thing about me if i read a magazine i start from the end and go backward hmm. so like i'm totally comfortable starting with season 10 and then going back because it's kind of fun knowing how things are going to turn out for these people to see how they've acted prior to those consequences coming back to bite them tom sandoval turns out has 
always been the worst. <laughs> the way he treated K- Katie in season nine, anyone hit me up in the DMs and I will talk to you about it for a long time because he is an atrocious, <laughs> atrocious person. Okay. I am also watching the other two. We talked about that. Lemon, would you buy my mulch? Talked about that. I took a flight this week. Yes. To- two flights. Um, The way... Out, I slept the way back. I finished a YouTube series that they have on the plane called Bake It Up a Notch. Okay. I talked about this on Beehive Eats, but it's a very um, understandable, approachable, accessible baking show that this woman named Erin who works at Food 52 does. And she like explains why you use the things you use and what happens. Like there's a whole episode on frosting that I watched, like why you should use what frosting when. Super informative, super helpful. Um, really enjoyed that experience. Okay. Then I watched The Social Network because you know what? I think it's my favorite movie. Yeah, I know you've said that before. And I forget every time how much I like it. The uh-huh. plane landed and I was like, no, 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 no. Go back up. I've got to finish The Social Network. Uh-huh. I was so into it. It is so good every time. You've told me this. I like this movie as well. Not as much as you do. And we've talked about this before, but remind me, why do you like it so much? I think it's the David Fincher of it all. Like it's dark. It's brooding. It's like rich. And the soundtrack is so good um, by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. It it just makes for like the perfect, like I feel like I'm eating like a beef bourguignon that's simmered for two days. Like Mm. it's just so layered and good and satisfying. And I'm not emotionally invested at all. It's also kind of cute because they're talking about like the numbers. Yeah. And when he makes his like little prototype website, they're like, can you believe it got 23,000 hits? Mm-hmm. If something I write gets 23,000, I'm like, it's it, it did fine. You yeah. know, like the internet <laughs> yeah. has just become like yeah. such a bigger yeah. thing to hear them talk about that in a movie from 10 years ago. Right. And they're like, Facebook is in Bosnia. And now it's like, well, yeah, Facebook kind of ruined democracy around the world. You know, yeah. it's a really interesting movie to watch this many years later. This is why maybe this is an unpopular take, but I would like for I would like for them to make a sequel. I know, but with like, the same can actors. you imagine if they tried? It would be a bit it would be a really depressing and a, a bigger movie. Yeah, but I think it would be interesting. It would be very interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like this quaint moment in time that you can revisit. Like, look at these college boys who built this thing, you yeah. know. And like, little did we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went and saw Elemental. Uh, <laughs> go on. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of the other two, oh, okay. by the way, so fill in the audience on this because this is the very other funny. two. There's an entire episode where Carrie is approached by Disney to play their first openly gay character in a movie. And they explain this movie, and it's pretty much Hotel Transylvania, which I don't know if you've seen. I'm I'm familiar. Great kids' movies. What's the character's name they want? Blobby. Blobby. Blobby is this gay character who is a blob. He's Uh like a jello mold. And they're like, a character opens the door, and Blobby is in bed with another blob. And Carrie's like, okay, how does that make him gay? And they say, because if he was straight, he'd be in bed with a human woman. 
And then you watch Carrie do the mental gymnastics necessary to like buy into this not real thing that yeah. they've created that they are putting a gay character in this Disney movie. And there's a whole thing. There's all this buildup. He's on the cover of Time magazine. They finally see the movie. Both Glad and Westboro Baptist Church are furious because, of course, Opposite reason. this Jello mold is not gay. There's no way to know that yeah. he's gay in the movie because he's in bed with another Jello blob. Yeah. Super funny. You sent me a tweet last week. I don't know who this character, this I, actor is, but they're know. like, I am so proud to be playing the first non-binary character in a Disney movie. And they're in Elemental. Eli. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting the whole movie. You know, I'm like, this is going to be Where's so the woke. Where is it? Yeah. You know, there's a scene at a dinner table where this character is like kind of close to another person and they both look like they could maybe be gay or lesbian or non-binary. All they do is introduce themselves. They say like, hi, I'm Jack. And then it moves to the next character. I'm not joking. I'm not it's joking. So, because the, the actor tweeted that out. I was like, I'm so proud to be the first non-binary character. And somebody this is what went viral somebody retweeted and was like the other two just did an yes. episode on this <laughs> it is like it is very much life imitating art it was like are you are you kidding me this is what you gave them <laughs> it was so funny um the movie is beautiful okay the story is garbage and they think it's garbage because it's the same story they've been giving us over and yeah. over. This daughter, her, her immigrant parents want her to take over the shop, but that's not her dream. She's a talented artist and she's in love with a man she can't be with, but love conquers all. Like, it's literally every Disney movie that has ever been produced. Mm -hmm. I'm like, guys, we need to start coming up with new stories. Like, mm -hmm. there are new stories for us to tell. Why do we keep telling the same one over and over? What is the last really unique Disney story that like of a of a big Disney movie. I think Coco was really unique. Okay. Um I did not love Encanto as much as other people did. I didn't did. either. I'm so sorry. I just I I couldn't even finish it. It's just kind of it just felt kind of hammy to yeah. me, you know, where it's Coco that, is Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that what a talented man, but I've I've like I'm oversaturated on his He's stuff. He's just so earnest. It's so earnest. He's so earnest. Yeah. I guess, like, I'm too cynical for that, you mm -hmm. know? But I think Coco was really a masterpiece. What about you? I, I, I'm not that tuned into Disney films. I think Inside Out was really unique. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I loved that movie. Uh, I think Frozen broke a lot of molds. Yeah. Um, and, and I appreciate the story. It's, like, not a movie I want to sit down and watch again, but... I, I remember watching it and being like, okay, this is this is different yeah. than the fairy tale trope that we're usually fed. Um, but I'm I'm just not that tuned in to Disney. So Well, congrats to the first non binary Disney character in Elemental. Yeah. Um I'm sorry they didn't give you any lines. Yeah. That's everything for me. Great. Sounds like we've been watching stuff. We've just we're sorry we're doing just a quick what have we been watching? We'll be back next week to talk about, I don't know, something amazing. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye. <laughs>